Welcome to Blended, a podcast by me, Living Whole with Sarah Davis, your board-certified holistic health practitioner and creator. This is where I combine my ideas of essentialism, health and wellness, and creatives into an integrative, insightful whole. My whole life is your whole guide to health. Hello, my Living Whole friends, and welcome back to another episode of Podcastmas. These have been really fun, and we're only on the fourth day. But a lot of our talk has been centered around health and wellness and what we can do during the holidays and really the Christmas spirit. And I talk extensively about protecting your asset of sleep. And it's a huge component to optimizing your wellness, being able to have a good immune system during times of stress. And it's just overall a very important thing. And we live in this culture of rise and grind and hustle. And there's something kind of negligent about that, in my opinion, where you don't have to forego your health and wellness. And so let's chat today about how to sleep more effectively. Um, In the past, I've studied a lot about sleep and how to enhance sleep patterns. Um, Some of the interesting things that I have came across, just to like round this out into weird little facts, but if it takes you less than five minutes to fall asleep at night, you're probably sleep deprived. Ideally, falling asleep should take about 10 to 15 minutes. So don't fret if you're at that like 10 to 15 minute mark and you're like, oh my God, when am I going to go to sleep? It's actually pretty normal. And if you fall asleep really quickly, you probably need to catch up on your sleep and really work on protecting that asset. The cutest little thing is sea otters hold hands when they fall asleep so they don't drift away from each other, which I can just see like an internet picture of the cutest little otters. And so, yeah, that just, that kind of like, oh, factor there. But, um, and talking about tiredness, your tiredness will peak twice a day at 2 a.m. and 2 p.m. So that's one of the reasons when we look at our circadian rhythms and how we kind of um, the ebb and flow to our energy levels throughout the day, that's why you feel less energized after lunch. And when we look at the standard American schedule, like our, our weekend sleep schedule actually can mimic jet lag, which is why sometimes on Mondays we feel like we've got the Monday blues or we feel like we're more tired. And really, humans are the only mammals that are willing to delay sleep. Even in times where we're not really electing to forego sleep, stress, physical or mental illness, living and sleeping arrangements, our family history, or even our work shifts and diet can all lead to insomnia. So on the the other side of that, if you're having trouble getting out of bed in the morning, that is also called dysania. And this also can be a sign of nutritional deficiency, depression, or other health problems. So really, when you look at being awake and sleeping, being awake for 16 hours or longer can actually decrease your performance and concentration as much as having a blood alcohol level of 0.05%. So when we look at, especially from a nursing standpoint with me taking call, the the heavy load of call sometimes or the heavy load that nurses take and healthcare providers take, if you aren't protecting your sleep asset, you could potentially be practicing in a state of mind that mimics being under the influence of alcohol. So 
going without sleep also decreases our leptin levels. And this is the hormone that regulates appetite. So when you're sleep deprived, this is why so much of the time you have cravings and you want all the bad food. So really, if you're protecting your sleep asset, you're protecting your nutritional status, your mental well-being, and also your performance. So in line with regular exercise, regular exercise improves your sleep patterns. But if you look at someone that is exercising sporadically or right before bedtime, those that inconsistency and that timing will actually keep you up. And then the last but not least, I think this might be the coolest thing and maybe it's just my nerdy self, but whales and dolphins literally fall half asleep, halfway asleep. One half of their brain will stay awake so that they continue to come up for air, and each side of their brain will actually take turns. How cool is that? As you can tell, I'm, I'm pretty much a sleep advocate. You have to protect this asset. And so ways that I personally improve sleep, one of the things that I like to do is stick to a sleep schedule. I am a self-proclaimed old lady. I have a bedtime that I like to stick to and I have a wake up time. Even on weekends, I try to keep a consistent sleep schedule. Now, am I always perfect? Absolutely not. There are things that come up. There are things and events I like to do that may run into the evening later than expected, but I try to moderate those and in in kind of a nutshell, this might not be the best way to say this, I try not to go balls to the wall all the time like I did back in college and, and, and really try to keep to a more moderate pace to life. Plus, if you remember that weird fact about sleep jet lag, I usually stay within one to two hours of my normal weekly schedule, even on the weekends. This helps to regulate my body's clock and it helps me to fall asleep and stay asleep for the night. So my normal wake up time is between 4.30 and 5 a.m., typically every day, Monday through Friday. And then on the weekends, unless I am feeling under the weather or have had some major event, the latest I sleep in is 6.45, 7 o'clock. And even at 7 o'clock, I'm like, oh my goodness, my morning's gone. So that is just a personal preference and, and something that I have found really works for me. But I'm also very much a morning person. So you might find a different ebb and flow to your circadian rhythm and how you like to optimize sleep. This may be sleeping in later and keeping a later bedtime than per se me. But I find that this is one of the best ways to personally improve sleep is just to stay consistent. And then the other thing that I like to do is practice a bedtime Ritual, it's kind of a, a relaxing routine right before bedtime. I try to do it every night. It solidifies like mentally that this is the time for bed. And it's I consider it my wind down time. I keep away from my phone. I keep away from bright lights. Um, and I even kind of just like slow it down. I decrease activities that cause like excitement, stress, or anxiety. This can include work. Um, but it's just really the things that make it more difficult to fall asleep and wind down. Um, I kind of just protect that 45 minutes to an hour before bedtime as my like drink a cup of tea. I like chamomile and lavender. I also read something maybe 10 minutes or so just to kind of allow my brain to, to, to have that moment of, okay, we're slowing down now. So I write a little, I journal, there's, there's all sorts of things that kind of just allow you to relax into the evening. 
find your own routine that really you enjoy because again consistency to both the schedule and your practices in your lifestyle or what's going to set you up for success and not only sleep but nutrition exercise all of it another thing that i do is i avoid naps especially in the afternoon i will always verbalize to my husband oh my gosh i need to take a nap right around that two three o'clock time frame and my husband just kind of looks at me like yeah yeah you're not gonna take a nap you're gonna you're gonna keep working or doing whatever. So I, that busy body kind of inside of me never allows me to take a nap, but occasionally once in a very, very blue moon, I will. And I, I end up derailing my sleep pattern whenever I do take a nap. And I have realized that unless I set a 15 to 30 minute timer, I cannot lay down and take a nap because Anything longer than that has research has actually shown it's not beneficial that 15 to 30 minute time frame really kind of like power napping really can help you. But it can also if you go longer than that actually decrease your productivity and make it much harder to fall asleep at night. So for me, unless I'm like dying and I need it, I just pull it out of my routine and I just I avoid it. I avoid naps. So really the theme here is consistency is is king. And one of the things also is getting my daily exercise. I like a vigorous, get sweaty, lift heavy kind of workout, but even light exercise is better than no activity. So on days that I'm either super sore or it's just I can't fit in that kind of workout to my schedule, I will go for a brisk walk, maybe 10 or 15 minutes. I might watch a 10-minute YouTube video and just spin on my sedentary bike and just have my heart rate get up a little bit, have that movement, and it increases a restful, restful sleep. Last but not least, and I think this is very important, I mean, all of these things are important, but this one especially is create a sleep space and opt for comfort. One of the first things to do is to evaluate your room. Design your room space or your sleep space in an environment that will establish conditions needed for sleep. Ideally, it should be cool, it's uh, like a good temperature range between 60 and 67 degrees, and it should also be free from any noise that can disturb your sleep, and it should be minimal on light. So really, our bedroom, I don't even have a TV upstairs, it is a relax and rest and, and slow down space. So alongside that, when it was time for us to buy a new bed, we opted for comfort. And I always advocate for people to spend within their means, but if you can budget and you can get a nice bed, I say go for it and scale back on maybe your cable package or whatever because you will literally spend half your life in bed and it's vital to make the most of your awake time with a comfortable and deep sleep. So choose a comfortable mattress, make sure your pillows are quality and linens that kind of complement your sleep preferences. I think this is an area where it might be a luxury for some people to spend extra money, so always spend within your means. But if you can scale back and and choo- be a little more choosy about what your priorities are, it is worth every penny to your investment to optimize productivity, to make you feel better, for you to get that restful sleep. I love sleep. I don't know if you guys can tell. I love my awake and productivity time 
too, but there is something when I miss sleep, I'm like a cranky bear and it just sleep makes everything better. It's like guac, guacamole, avocado, and sleep makes it all better. But anyway, that's a little off topic. I hope this helps, guys. I am liking this podcast mess and I will see you guys tomorrow. I hope this was helpful. I hope you can picture those cute, cute little otters holding hands as they go to sleep. And I will get off of here because we know I like to ramble. But comment down below if that helps or if you guys have any certain sleep routines that maybe I didn't mention. So I'll catch you guys in the next one. Thank you for being a part of the Living Hall community. I strive to keep my content ad-free. So by simply liking, commenting, or sharing, you guys make a huge impact. And I cannot thank you enough. I can't wait to hear your continued thoughts and conversations in the comments. For more Living Hall content, please check out livingholesaradavis.com. And I am on most all of the socials, but I can't wait to hear from you guys. So thank you, thank you, thank you.